Praise the Lord. Tonight, message, confidence toward God. I trust that this message will bless your heart tonight, but it will help you in the future because we're going somewhere in our lives. We're gaining inheritance. We need answers to prayer. We need the inheritance of the Lord unfolding in our lives and in our family. Listen to these beautiful words, 1 John 3, 20 to 22. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatever, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I'm going to refer to the scripture a few times tonight, but I hope you don't mind if we read it again. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. If our heart condemn us, it says, for if our heart condemn us, if I was going to retitle this message tonight, I'd put it this way. Let's stop doing the things that condemn our heart. Let's stop doing the things that condemn our heart. If our heart condemns us, it shows that it's possible for a Christian to walk around with a condemned heart. Things that don't sit right. The Holy Spirit's trying to press us in areas of our life. Now, in a general sense, I'm not sure that we will ever be entirely free of all spiritual misgivings, self-scrutiny, struggles that relate to the mind, will, and emotions. We have to fight the good fight of faith all the days of our life. We have to monitor our hearts. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. We all deal with the sin principle. That principle of sin that's in our fallen nature, that's in our members. And in that is the condemnation, the heart condemnation that can come. The Apostle Paul in Romans 7, 24 to 25 admitted to this. He was kind of annoyed by this warfare. This tussle between the flesh and the spirit. The flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. We all know what it means to tussle with that imprint of the fallen nature, that sinful infirmity upon our lives. Now, the Apostle Paul had been saved for many years and was walking powerfully with the Lord, but he said these words, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That sin principle, that struggle, flesh and spirit, monitoring our heart, but he was so quick to respond, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. With my mindedness, I want to serve God. I want to do what's right. I want to live holy. I want to walk in obedience. But he said, with the flesh, the law of sin is in my flesh. It's in that fallen, sinful infirmity. And he said, that's what I'm dealing with. And we will deal with that all the days of our life. So it's good for us to 
understand how to deal with it sooner than later so we can walk in victory and overcome because Paul said who shall deliver me from that warfare he said I thank my God through Jesus Christ my Lord we can gain the victory over that flesh struggle we can walk in the power of God we can walk in the holiness of the Lord so we have that general area of struggle in our lives flesh and spirit and then there are specific things as well sometimes there's outright disobedience we violate the commandments or the ways of the Lord we go against his will and so again the exhortation from the Word of God is that we should do all we can to eliminate sin and sinful tendencies and sinful persuasions and that struggle in our hearts we should do all we can to eliminate that from our lives so we can have confidence with God and receive the answers to our prayers it's clear do some Christians receive greater answers to prayer than others obviously from the text because they keep his commandments and they do those things that are pleasing in his sight they've learned how to overcome the condemnation of the heart they've learned how to overcome that struggle to not let the heart condemn but to win that victory and when you win that victory all of a sudden you have prayer power and there's inheritance and you walk forward in the will of God and God has great plans for our lives he said I want to exalt the horn of my anointed people I want to anoint their families I want to increase their inheritance I want to increase their power in the earth their spiritual power in their family and in their generation if our heart condemn us not if our heart condemn us not then have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask we receive of him now there's good news tonight if our heart condemn us God is greater than our heart he knows all about us he knows all things the Bible says the Lord knows those that are his so if our heart condemn us we still belong to God God knows those who are his he knows our desire to serve him he knows we've committed our life to follow him we bowed our knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we said no turning back we're gonna walk with God all the days of our life Lord we want to serve you fully he knows that he knows we have struggles and temptations and battles we have to overcome and therefore what does he do if our heart condemn us God is greater than our heart and knows all things he extends his mercy he extends his kindness he extends his sustaining grace he extends it to us to help us when our heart is condemning us when we're not walking purely and holily with the Lord no matter how much a person's heart condemns them God still welcomes and receives that person if they will ask forgiveness for their sin and cast themselves on upon the mercy of God what a wonderful and glorious gospel we have if our heart condemn us God still welcomes us he forgives us he wants us to help us overcome the struggles of our personality the irritations and the annoyances those sin struggles those fleshly propensities in our life 
so we can walk purely and powerfully with God. That truth is there. But the Bible goes further. If our heart condemn us not, if our heart condemn us not, let's stop doing those things that condemn our heart. And let's get on with some confidence with God. If our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence before God. And so the Bible, again, the admonishment is that we would learn to discern the things that we're doing in our life. Is there anyone tonight whose heart is condemning them? Some area in our life where our heart condemns us. We know we're not walking properly with the Lord. There are things that are out of order. They may be things of commission. They may be things of omission. Maybe in areas of our speech, our habits. Maybe there's excess in lifestyle and entertainments. Maybe we're spending too much time on this and that, or the, even though it's not an outright sin, maybe it's a recreation, maybe it's a hobby, but we're not giving the proper time to the Lord and His kingdom and His work. Maybe it has to do with programming. You know, watch your programming. I don't mean watch your programming, watch <laughs> your programming. Because you know what it's like. Videos and movies, oh, how quick it is. Let's watch a movie. And all of a sudden, coarse language, immorality, cursing and swearing, profanities, oh, taking the name of the Lord in vain. When you're all said and done, you feel like you need some washing of water by the word. You need to cleanse yourself, shed the defilement, renew, reconsecrate yourself to the Lord and walk into his presence. Your heart will condemn you. Your heart will condemn you because things aren't right. And so we have this working of God in us. We know sometimes we enter into conversations. We know if I enter into that conversation, my heart is, con is going to condemn me when it's over because I'm involved in saying things and listening to things that aren't right before the Lord. Guard your heart with all diligence. And so we have to do things. Let's stop doing things that condemn our heart. I like a free spirit, don't you? I don't like that heart condemnation. When I know I've pushed a little too far from what the Holy Spirit wants in my life, how he wants me to speak and walk and live and act. It's one thing to have our heart condemnation forgiven. God is greater than our heart and knows all things, but it's far better to avoid those things altogether and learn how to avoid them so we can walk with a free spirit. David came under awful guilt for his sin. He cried out to the Lord, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. He said, Uphold me with your free spirit. When our heart doesn't condemn us, we're walking in freedom. We're walking in liberty. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Some feel that should be changed a little bit to say this, where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. 
where the Spirit is Lord in our life and we're walking according to the will of the Lord and we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit is Lord in us, there is freedom. There is liberty before the Lord. My, these are great verses from the Apostle John in 1 John 3, 20 to 22. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I'm going to move through a few scriptures tonight. I want you to ponder them, but again, let's just look at this one, verse 21 to 22. If our heart condemn us not, if we know we're clean, we're walking properly, we're not violating the Lord. Then have we confidence toward God. Whatsoever we ask, we receive. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence. If our heart condemn us not, we have confidence. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Glory to God. John chapter 14, 13 to 14. Jesus said, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. <clears throat> If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You need a heart free from condemnation if you're going to have that kind of confidence before God. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you're actively alive in me and at home in my presence, and if my words are actively at home in you and you dwell in the living word, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, Jesus said, he may give you. In John 16, 23 to 24, and in that day you will ask me nothing. <clears throat> Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I love these scriptures. Most assuredly, there's no doubt about this. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now tonight I'm not 
intending to interpret these scriptures or to apply them in any way. I just want us to marvel at them and draw closer to God. To live in such a place where we have confidence toward God. A heart that's clean, a heart that doesn't condemn us because we're not taking liberties, walking holy, pure, righteous, confidence before God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive. We receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many can receive this word tonight? It's so true. It's more true than our natural senses can understand right now. But if we will walk with God in depth of relationship, in purity and holiness and power, obedience, we will see the answers to our prayers and we will see the inheritance of the Lord unfold for our lives and for our families and for the church of Jesus Christ. Three things tonight. How do we increase our confidence toward God? You know, when I was young in my teenage years, I didn't, I didn't have this confidence toward God. I felt a lot of pulls on my life. The flesh, the world, different things going on. Was I going to serve the Lord with all my heart, or was I just going to be a kind of a casual Christian? Many things were going on. And when you're like that, you don't have that confidence toward God. But when your heart is pure, your heart is free. And you can talk to God your Father and know that he answers the petitions you desire of him. Number one, walk in obedience to his commandments. 1 John 3, 21, 22 again. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Because... I just thought we got everything just because we're sons and daughters and we got saved. Well, there is a portion of that. A father provides, but he's also got a plan for our lives. We start to walk in maturity with him and walk in the power of God and his commandments. And he says, now I, I'm going to unfold the inheritance to you. Here, your obedience is opening up the inheritance. You're keeping my commandments and walking with me. I love Luke 1, 5 to 6. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. The commandments of the Lord are his laws, his word, his counsel. The ordinances of the Lord are, are spiritual duties. Some people love the commandments of the Lord, but not so much the ordinances of the Lord. Ordinances of the Lord, tithing and giving, church attendance, prayer services, worship and fellowship, Praise and intercession, ministry of the church, gospel outreach, kingdom advancement. These are the ordinances of the Lord that we must involve in. These are the practical outworking of our ministry before the Lord and our service before the Lord. My, this couple, 
both righteous, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. You couldn't put your finger on one thing where they were neglecting spiritual duty, where they were falling aside or had no regard, walking in all the commandments of the Lord, blameless, and his ordinances. Jesus said, I do always those things that please my Father. I do always those things that please my Father. The Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Apostle Paul spoke to us in Colossians 1 and says, I want you to walk worthy of the Lord, worthy of your calling with, unto the Lord with fully pleasing him, with all pleasing, fully pleasing him. We increase our confidence toward God when we walk in the commandments of the Lord. Number two, walk in love, unity, harmony, and loyalty. So we go back to 1 John chapter 3, the verses just before the ones we've started with tonight. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. One of the ways to get over heart condemnation is to walk in love, walk in unity, walk in loyalty, walk in covenant. Hereby we know that we are of the truth. When we love in deed and in truth, we assure our hearts before the Lord. We assure our hearts before the Lord. We're under authority. We know our place. We accept our calling. We accept our order. We accept the lane we're called to run in, and we move properly, not only in our homes, but at our job and at the house of God. We're walking in the unity of the Lord. Psalm 133, 1-3. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for a marriage to dwell together in unity. You want to increase your confidence before God? Marriage unity, loyalty, and love. Didn't the Apostle Peter say, dwell properly with your wife, considerately, loving, honoring her, cherishing her, that your prayers be not hindered. When we're out of unity, we're on, when we're critical, when we're cold-hearted, all of a sudden it breaks the confidence, breaks the answers to our prayers. Walk in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for a family to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for a church to dwell together in unity. Supporting, loving, working together, giving, serving, doing all we can to advance the gospel and reach people, reach souls for Christ. Disciple and mature and bless the people of God. How good and how pleasant it is when we walk in unity, when we love not only in word, but in deed and in truth. The oil begins to flow. The anointing is there. God says it's life forevermore for your family, 
for your marriage, for the church of Jesus Christ. Number three, walk in holiness. Let's have the worship team return. Walk in holiness. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When you're pure in heart, you see God. You see God in your duties of the day. You see God in your occupation. You see God in your family. You see God in your undertakings. You see God in the beauty of the day. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 2 Corinthians 7.1, the Apostle Paul said, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It seems the interpretation, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, that is outward and inward defilement. defilement. Let's cleanse ourselves from all outward defilement and inward defilement, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. When we walk in holiness, we have confidence before God. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. That's the promise of the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. <clears throat> without holiness, you will not see the Lord at work in your life. Without holiness, of course, We'll never see heaven's gates, the eternal world, and the great presence of our God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. But if we walk in holiness and keep our hearts clean and stop doing those things that condemn our heart, we see God. We see God in our lives all day long, and we feel his presence, and we know that we're walking pleasing in his sight. 1 Peter 1, 15 to 16, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Hallelujah. Increasing our confidence before God. So that when we pray, we receive what we ask of him. Walk in obedience to the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. It's not shirk spiritual duty, which is so common today and so accepted. Let's walk in unity and love and loyalty under authority, knowing our place and keeping a right spirit. Serve the Lord with all our heart and walk in holiness before the Lord, not allowing our hearts to be besmirched or defiled in any way, guarding our hearts. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Well, we have these glorious promises of the Lord tonight. Let's stand in his presence. Maybe you're here tonight. Is there anyone here in your heart condemns you? You know what I'm talking about, that tension, the Holy Spirit saying, that's not right, I, I don't like what you're doing, I'm, it's too much or it's too little. If your heart's condemning you tonight, 
come and offer your heart before the Lord. Say, Lord, I want this condemnation off me. Cleanse my heart tonight. Renew a right spirit in me. Maybe you've said things or done things you shouldn't. Maybe you're involved in things you shouldn't be and you can't get away from that condemnation that's in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to set you free. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank my God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ will set you free. If you sense that you want to spend some time before the Lord at the altar and renew your heart, you're free to come and do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's offer ourselves to the Lord as a holy offering tonight, pure and acceptable to Him. Let's lift some of our prayer requests to Him. Call upon Him according to His word that He spoke to us. Whatsoever we ask, we shall receive of Him. We ask deep things of God. We ask deep things of his counsel for our lives and our families. We ask for the deep outworkings of his plan in us. We ask for kingdom heritage. We ask for spiritual impartation. We ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We ask for the fire of God. Whatever we ask, we shall receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. Let's close out tonight and worship. If you'd like to come to the altar, you're sure welcome. But all of us in this place, let's offer ourselves in holiness to the Lord for a few minutes as we close out tonight.